0: SECTION 96 OF THE WONDER GARDEN This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Erin Grace, Omaha, Nebraska. THE WONDER GARDEN By Francis Jenkins Alcott A Drop of the water of light new tale once upon a time there was a queen who had two children a son named Florabel and a daughter named queca they were both extremely beautiful but alas when the princess queca reached her sixteenth year she became blind her large soft brown eyes had no light in them the queen consulted the wise men of the kingdom, and they said, Her end, the wicked queen Pomeria, has cast a spell upon her. Nothing will break it and restore her sight except a drop of the water of light. Where does this water come from? asked Prince Florabel. It springs from the glacier of the mountains of the moon, replied the wise men. "'Then I will go and get a drop,' said the prince. "'There are many great dangers in the way,' said the wise man. "'Nevertheless, I will go,' answered the prince, "'for he loved his sister tenderly. "'While he was preparing for the journey, "'his mother entered his apartment, "'and pulling a hair from her head, presented it to him. "'My son,' said she, cast this before you many will lead you to your sister's fairy godmother who will tell you what to do next prince furabelle obediently cast the hair before him and he sailed out of the window he leaped after it and was carried rapidly along to a strange land where lie was dropped gently upon the ground All around him were hedges, to which clung quantities of gossamer webs, spangled with dew. He then saw that his mother's hair was caught in one of these webs. He put his finger into the gossamer threads to disentangle the hair, and instantly the web grew larger and larger, and enveloping him like a veil, carried him off his feet and wafted him to the clouds. There he found himself in fairyland, and a kind old fairy was standing before him. Prince Florabel said she, I am the fairy godmother of the princess Quaker. I will do what I can for you, for your purpose is good. You shall go to the mountains of the moon. I will give you three things. Your mother's hair, a tray, and a bit of advice. So saying, she hanged him a little sandalwood tray, and taking the hair from him, stroked it and stroked it while it grew longer and longer. Then she twisted it and reeled it on a spindle. When you require a boat, said she, set this tray upon the water and step into it. As for the hair, look. She cast the end before her, and the spindle began to unwind rapidly as the end of the hair flew away. Reel this up as you follow it, says she, and unwind it again when you return. And she handed him the spindle. Immediately, the gossamer web enveloped Prince Florabel more closely, and wafted him down to the lower world again. As he set his feet upon the earth, he saw a rustic crowbar lying there. He picked it up and took it along with him. Presently, he came to a house that was groaning and moaning loudly. Why do you groan and moan so? asked he. Because, said the house, my windows and door are all on one side, and that side is turned toward the north. The bright, warm rays of the sun cannot reach my rooms, so they are moldy and damp, and bugs leaving them. I'll quickly change all that, said Prince Floribel, for he was very kind-hearted. So with this crowbar, he turned the house around, until its windows faced the south, and the warm sunshine poured into them. Then the house stopped groaning and moaning, and laughed instead. As Prince Florabel was turning away, he heard something weeping and sobbing, and saw on the window sill a lank little ivy vine in a pot. It was pale and feeble. Why are you weeping and sobbing so, asked he, because I have not enough soil to grow in, said the ivy, and the bright light cannot touch my roots. I'll quickly change all that, said the prince. So he took the little ivy vine out of its pot and planted it by the side of the house where the bright light could strengthen it. Then he saw that the ivy vine was glistening and dripping with dew as if with tears of gratitude, and he heard its little voice saying, Because you have been so kind to the house and to me, I will help you when you need it. Prince Thorobel then pursued his way and soon came to the place where the river of light rolled along. He set his tray upon the water and stepped into it. It immediately became a boat, and sailed rapidly up the river. Soon, he saw before him the mighty mountains of the moon shining like diamonds and reaching halfway up to heaven. Between them rose the glacier, flashing brighter than any diamond, while from its side gushed a waterfall that as it touched the river, broke into spray, whose drops sparkled like opals, rubies, and pearls. Prince Floribel caught one pearly drop in the palm of his hand, and turning his boat around, shot down the river. But the banks were different now. They towered above him, in cliffs and cracks too steep and sharp to climb. It grew dark as pitch around him. As he unreeled the spindle with his right hand, with his left, he held aloft the drop of the water of light that illumined the whole darkness before him. Thus Prince Floribel sailed on for some time, until suddenly the hair rose to the top of the cliff, and at the same instant he heard the thunderous roar of a cataract toward which his boat was speeding. His heart stood still with terror, and it trembled so hard that the drop danced and almost fell from his palm. Then he saw before him the end of a frail streamer of ivy hanging from the cliff and waving in the draught of the river. He caught it with his right hand, and as it did so, the boat shot from under his feet and plunged down the cataract. Clinging to the abbey, Prince Floribel climbed to the top of the cliff. He found himself in the wide country, and following the hare, soon reached the kingdom of his wicked aunt, Pomeria. He stayed there just long enough to put his crowbar under her throne and turn it toward the sun, for she always sat facing the north. And when the bright sunshine streamed into the dark recesses of her heart, she saw how many mean and spiteful thoughts were hidden there. She wept so hard that the tears carried away all her bad feelings and left her heart filled with blight. And with love for his sister and for prince floribel and the princess Queca, after that the prince hastened to his mother's kingdom and dashed the drop of the water of light into the princess Queca's eyes at once she sprang up with a cry of joy for she could see again i need not declare the happiness of prince floribel the wonder of the Princess Quaker, nor tell how glad the Queen Mother was, nor how great were the rejoicing of the people, nor how magnificent was the royal banquet that good Queen Pomeria attended with all her court. End of section 96. Recording by Aaron Grace.